Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. And we're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you with a change of pace from the Madison Studios in my office. We are shaking it up a little bit, keeping you guys on your toes. We know you don't care, but we're just keeping you guys in the loop. But I am here with Caleb today, and we're going to have a good discussion here. I'm kind of going to pick his brains a little bit. So Caleb's been doing nutrition coaching for a couple years now. He's worked with a lot of uh, a lot of clients who have made a lot of really uh, big progress, made tons of, you know, had a lot of success with that. And now he's, you know, kind of taken over the, uh, the head of training all of our other coaches on their nutrition coaching. And so, um, I thought it would be fun for me to kind of, you know, at, you know, pick his brain and ask him about what he's learned over the years of working with people with nutrition and, um, all his research that he's done. He's making posts every day on, on his social media. If you want to follow him, he posts a lot of great stuff on there about nutrition as well. And so I thought it would be a, a fun topic to kind of just pick his brain and, and get to, to determine what he's learned over the years. And hopefully you guys can glean a little bit from it and apply it to, to your own health and fitness journey. So Caleb, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation. I'm excited that we have two podcast studios. We have multiple options. It's things a, things we are looking up. We can take it on the road. I mean, it's, it's portable. <laughs> we, can, we can really do this anywhere, but... I was worried these microphones broke in the back of my car yesterday, but yeah, that would have uh, come out of your check. <laughs> sounds, sounds like we're okay so far. I kid, I kid. Okay, so um, like I said, Caleb, let, let's just start. When did you start actually taking on nutrition clients? Do you remember exactly when that was? Uh, yeah, it was three years ago. Um, we started uh, with just uh, the goal of saying, "Hey, we want to start to incorporate." maybe the most impactful part of what we offer people into the normal routine of a Coyote Fitness member. We want it to be normal to recognize that it's okay to need more than just four hours or five hours of exercise every week. And it's not wrong to be in the gym, but not see results. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong with your exercise. It could be that there's this missing huge link. The other 23 hours of your day have a, have a drastic impact in in the results that you see and what we're doing in the gym every day is a mandatory part of the process but it gets um it gets uh over i guess it, it becomes something that we focus on i think a little bit too much uh instead of realizing that there are other aspects of our day that are going to maximize what you are doing in the gym it's going to make it feel easier to be hydrated when you come into the gym it's going to make progress come quicker when you start to eat enough protein and so there are just some pieces that i think we recognize that we were able to help some people with but we realized that it's actually a responsibility of ours to share the knowledge that we have with others because it does play such a vital role in why people walked into the gym in the first place yeah so and looking back over you know the time since we opened coyote uh, almost 10 years ago that's something i saw really early on was people who were coming consistently four, five, six days a week, and they were getting fitter, they were getting stronger, but their body composition wasn't changing a ton. 
And that was the whole reason they had joined in the first place because we had had those conversations and I could see the frustration in them. And that was when I started kind of playing around with trying to come up with nutrition challenges. And we had a couple different iterations of the beach body challenge. And before we landed on what exactly we, we have, I remember one year we had a cheat meal challenge it was called and, um, just trying to find a way to get, you know, people to help people to, you know, prioritize nutrition and the beach body challenge obviously has, has been tremendously successful. Um, and a lot of people do it and have great results, but we also saw there was a lot of people who did it, who didn't complete it. And so, um, we wanted to find a way to be able to help people a little bit more in depth, a little bit more hands-on and kind of walk with them in that journey. Um, and so that's where the coaching aspect come to it. And so Caleb and I had, you know, talked about doing that for a long time and, uh, we decided to, uh, implement that and, you know, use precision nutrition, uh, as our kind of guide baseline to start with. And, and that's kind of how, how we went through it. We both went through the new, uh, level one, uh, uh together and then kind of, you know, put our own little spin on it. And that's kind of grown and, and progressed into, to what it is today. And so now all of our full-time coaches are all precision nutrition level one certified, which we're very proud of. And, um, we also have a, uh, nutrition coaching, uh, training, uh, book that we go through with our coaches before they ever even start, um, working with clients. And then Caleb also, you know, he goes through that with them. And then he also is mentoring them on a week to week basis on helping them, you know, with what they're having issues with their clients or just talking about the, the conversations they have with clients and that type of thing. So, um, why don't you talk about Caleb, your, you know, your progression from when you started three years ago, um, you know, obviously, like I said, we were already doing the beach body challenge at that time, but it was kind of taking, let's take a, uh, a option that's even more in depth with, with people who want to do it and your journey from, uh, going from just doing beach body challenge to working with people in a one-on-one setting. I think the thing that, that I really feel that most affected my, uh, effectiveness with working with clients was just building confidence and watching, watching just those first couple clients that I had see progress and realizing that I actually could help people make a drastic change to their body and their health. And once that confidence came, then it became like what we were talking about originally. It became an obligation that I felt like if someone was looking for something, I had the solution. Then it became something where I was every day looking for opportunities to share that. And because it's a part of our job, we were able to develop a part of our membership options that allowed that to be something that we worked with and did regularly with clients. Um, I think, you know, getting started with the Beachbody Challenge was a great, it was a great opportunity to just help people on a large scale see that nutrition is is a pretty simple thing. It's not something to be scared by. It's not something to feel overwhelmed with. Uh, the complexity and the thing that I feel like I've developed over time is being able to work with the human element of nutrition. The food itself is is a pretty simple process when you think about it. And when you, you know, I think most people understand that, you know, your how much you bring in in terms of how much you eat is going to affect your size and affect how you feel. But the complexity of us as humans and our relationship to food, that goes back to trauma from a young age. It goes back to the anxiousness of your current life and stress. It goes back to your ability to plan and to prepare 
And so getting into those conversations was something that I feel like I had to develop. And that's really where my mentoring comes in with each of our client or each of our coaches is helping them have confidence to talk to another adult who may be at a life stage ahead or maybe in a life circumstance that they can't relate to in personal experience, but to have the confidence to walk through conversations with them. Because food is not complex, but we are infinitely complex people. And so if you think about food, it is a major part of your every day. It's it's a lot of our, you know, we laugh about parents when they come into town. And I hear a lot of people in the gym talk about when they host people. Really, the thing that happens when you host somebody is you kind of plan out your meals and you'll be sitting at a meal thinking about, all right, what are we going to do for dinner? And the day hinges around where you're going to eat. And so food is a really big part of our day-to-day schedule. It's a part of vacations and where we want to go. It's a part of life events, you know, thinking about birthday parties and Super Bowls and college football. Um, It's a part of celebrating things with a spouse. It's a part of, uh, I think, most of our normal routine. And so for me, the advancement of nutrition coaching has been a development of the ability to comfortably have conversations with people, no matter what their background is and no matter what their day-to-day looks like, and talk to them about how they feel about food and the emotion around food. And so that's, that's really, I think, the one thing that has, uh, has developed the most as we've advanced our nutrition coaching from Beachbody Challenge. Hey guys, here's here's your macros. Here are some foods that we think make it easier for you to stay within your calorie goals and build muscle. And, you know, good luck. We'll be here to answer questions to checking in on individual clients on their personal needs. That's that's spot on because what and what we found over the years was there were some people that I could literally kind of make a write an article about nutrition and they would implement that and immediately take it and run with it. And all of a sudden they're changing their, their whole body and their workouts are getting better just because of, they just got the information, they were implemented themselves. And, um, you know, that's one level of, of people that we've seen. There's, you know, and other people that have had tremendous success with the beach body challenge, you know, they're motivated by the scorecard and be able to keep track and points and it keeps them motivated but there were also people that weren't able to do that as well and so that's where we determined that there needed to be a whole another level and that's where what you're talking about Caleb comes into play and in that there's a lot that that goes into what we eat on a day-to-day basis way more than we even realize and we are so much driven by you know the subconscious mind and things that happened in our past and um you know we have cravings and want to eat at certain ways and there's you know every person has their own individual Um, journey with health and fitness and some people um, there needs to be a lot of um, like you said you know talking about your relationship with food to start with because if if all we do is set your macros and here you go well we're doing that person a disservice because there needs to be a much uh, bigger broader topic and discussion about why um, we got into this place in the first place, if that makes sense. So I think that's, that's really, really good. And that's something that I've seen, um, over the years is there are certain people that have tried so many different, um, diets, tried the beach by challenge multiple times, you know, tried, you know, lots of different diets they've seen on Instagram. And it wasn't until they were able to, you know, have those hard conversations, which can be hard to start with. There's no doubt about it because it, it requires a lot of, uh, self-examination and vulnerability, but, being able to have those and really get to the root cause of everything. And all of a sudden 
be able to turn the page and all of a sudden start making all the progress that they had wanted to all this time. And so that's something that's really, really cool to see. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and a part of that too, I think you were, we were talking um, before we started this about some of the things that, that I've learned the most. And some of the things, if I look back on the course of three years of working with over a hundred clients or nearly a hundred clients. And it is that for most people have very similar goals and everyone has a different environment. And so you can give someone information, like you said, and if they're in a primed environment, they're going to be able to implement it immediately and see immediate results. And for a long time, those are the people that we worked with because they were successful. And anyone else who didn't have that, well, they just had some sort of, they just didn't have enough willpower or they're just a, a tough client or we weren't even, we didn't even know, we weren't equipped to go down that road with them. But now we realize that the people that really need this the most are the people who have the information but aren't sure how to implement it. And one of the things that in getting into these deeper conversations with with clients and sitting down and, and opening up with them, we really dig into what is their environment like because they're they're in their mind they know what they want to do, but then they're trying to implement it in surroundings that are not conducive at all and make them almost butt heads with every single thing that's in their life. So they go to work and I, I walked into a, into a client meeting. Uh, I had to go in the office. Tyler was meeting with a client and they were talking about the shame that they felt from their coworkers when every coworker is going to eat and they're going to give you a hard time for eating something different than what they're eating. And so there's just so many different factors that, you know, you wake up and everyone has a different home life and the morning is a little different. Some people have a perfect routine. Some people, it's a little bit chaotic. Uh, then you go to lunch or you go to work and there's an environment set at work that sometimes you can't control. Uh, then you go to lunch with people and there are some responses from those around you that lead to stress. And you, sometimes you just don't want to deal with that. And then throughout the day, there's, there's, different factors at play. You're responsible for different people oftentimes at night who aren't on the same trajectory as you. And so how do you take care of your needs and then also pr provide for other people that maybe don't have those goals? And so environment is is one of those things that we have to address because lots of people have the same goal and everyone has a different environment. Um, oftentimes we find that your environment almost is more important than anything when you first start out because you've got to start to recognize where you're being set up for failure. And so, you know, we talk about how to have a good conversation with your spouse or your partner or whoever you live with, how to have a conversation with your family about what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your food and, and asking them for help instead of just going back and forth between them shaming you for trying something different or you shaming them for being unhealthy and and just leading to more conflict. So, so far we've talked about, um, you know, the uh, your own relationship with food is one of the big things you've learned and also your environment and understanding how that impacts your diet. And we haven't talked at all about macros or the types of food we're eating. Um, and I think that's typically where you know, we all start when we're trying to learn about nutrition and trying to, um, you know, help other people with their nutrition. And that's one thing that I did when I first started was I would write somebody a detailed meal plan and I couldn't understand why most people wouldn't, wouldn't do it. And I was like, you know, this is exactly what I'm doing. This is exactly what people are doing. It's working. Why, why is it not working? And that, and so that's something that you have learned over the years is that there's so much more that goes into it than just 
setting a macro and, and good luck. Here it goes. You know, tell me how it goes in a week. Um, there's addressing factors that play such a bigger role than determining what we, we eat. So I think that's a, that's awesome. And something that it takes a long time to learn. And I'm, and it's awesome that you're able to impart, you know, those lessons to, to our new coaches and help them to start way ahead than, than we started. What's another thing that you've seen that, um, your clients are having success because of these things that you've learned. Well, and I'll, I'll say this too. The macros and the calories are the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. It's so we, we always hit that though. That's what creates results. These types of conversations are why those that just the yeah. knowledge of that is not enough. We can, and I talk about this a lot. I post about this because I think it helps build confidence for people because there's so much information out there that leads to this paralyzation of what to do, where to go, because there's so much information. But the reality is we really can get very close to controlling your weight literally by numbers. It's just like what you said. There's a missing link between I know that this is the way to go. I know the math equation but I just can't do it because I have all of these emotions around food and I have all of these things in my environment that make it to where it's like I'm running in sand and I'm trying so hard to sprint towards the finish line, but I'm literally someone's holding my ankles and keeping me from going. And the thing that's holding your ankles is what we have to address uh, all the while reminding you that, hey, this is a simple process. And so that's kind of what I started with was that the food is really not complex. And so that gives confidence to people. And so the next thing I think that I look back on my time and realize is that it's very important for people to build confidence in that they can see results no matter who they are. And so what we do is we really take a very short-term approach in the beginning and say, hey, we want to build confidence that you know that you can control your weight, you can control losing body fat, you can control avoiding muscle loss or building muscle um, and so what we do is we really help people see that early on, we're going to take a short amount of time. We're going to use tangible measurements like an in-body scan uh, that you can see results quickly. And if you can hang in there for two weeks when we get started, when that initial, all right, I've got all the willpower and all these things that maybe won't last, but for right now, I've got it. Let's see progress. And when clients can see progress right away, all of a sudden you start to lose, uh, you start to lose that fear and you start to realize that, oh, this is something I can do. Oh, I do have a positive reward with a little bit of extra effort of tracking my food. And so for for us, I think it's just that, you know, results are really early or really important early on in the process mm -hmm. because it gives you that feedback loop that says all the hard work that I did and using that willpower, oh, it does work. I can do this. And that positivity leads to, you really loving the habits that some people dread when you're talking about the macros is the the solution and the calories and and all that type of stuff i just was thinking about um you know conversations i've had with uh, doctors and people that work with specifically very sick people or people with diabetes or something like that and one of the big frustrations they have is people won't take their the pill that they need to take consistently and I think of that as, um, you know, a metaphor for people who we know, they know what they need to eat. They just, they're not doing it consistently. And, and so, um, being able to get to the root of why they're not doing it and why is somebody have a 
literally a life-changing pill that all they have to do is take a pill. Like there's, it's so easy to take a pill on a day-to-day basis. And there are so many people who will not take it on a consistent basis and their health deteriorates because of it. And what, what you're learning is that in order to get people to take the pill, so to speak, you have to dig into the root cause of why they're not taking the pill and address that as opposed to say, why aren't you taking your pill? What's wrong with you? You know, you keep showing up and you're not taking your pill. You're getting worse. What, why are you not doing that? Well, that, what we learned is for a lot of people that doesn't work. It really has to be addressed of what let's, let's get to the root cause of what's causing you not to take the pill consistently because it's not the, the physical act of taking the pill itself. You know, all that is, is literally putting the pill in your mouth, taking a drink of water and swallowing it. But why are you not willing to do that on a day-to-day basis when you know that it's going to save your life? And so I think that is something that, you know, that's the nuanced part of nutrition coaching that is so uh, important to help a wide variety of people get results. Because if you can never learn that, you're only going to be able to help the people who are very self-driven and self-motivated. And the reality is they were going to make the progress either way, whether it was you working with them or somebody else. But if you, if you, you know, if you and our coaches can learn to help people and really address root cause and help them when nothing else has worked, that is when it's a game changer because all of a sudden these people who have been wanting to do something for years and can't figure out why they've never been able to do it, you're able to actually get to the root cause of ultimately why they're not doing the work. And, and when, once they figure that out that, you know, it's, it's like a rocket ship of progress. I think it's because people don't see the progress initially. So mm-hmm. this is this is one of the challenging facts, and I tell every nutrition client this. When you first start, you're going to do things and not see a reward for days. It, it may be a week. It may be – usually it's not more than a week, depending on how much – you know, the, the scale of what their calorie deficit is. But uh, for most clients, they're going to have to blindly trust that – even though they're hungry, they've given their body enough food to hit their goal and they're not depriving themselves. And so once they get to that two week mark and we rescan, all of a sudden then it makes sense, like you said. And for most people, it turns into continual progress because they saw it. But for those two weeks, they take their shirt off every day before they get in the shower and they don't see the result, but they're, they're doing the work. And it, I think it's the same with taking a pill or whatever it is. Uh, you know, oh, I've got pain in my shoulder okay, I've, I've seen this 150 times. If you use this lacrosse ball on this spot that's really tender and you do it four times a day for three minutes, it will start to go away very quickly. But we just don't get on the floor and roll out. And oftentimes it's because we have to do it before the result shows up. And so what we try to do with nutrition, you know, back to that is we try to just, that's why we stick with, tracking calories and why we use a tool to measure calories and we weigh our food because we want that feedback loop to start to happen really quickly in in the past when I first started nutrition coaching one of the things that I did was I tried to lean more towards the long term maybe not tracking your food intuitively eating let's look at your plate what does your plate look like let's aim for just a protein first and then um, let's not worry about tracking food and what would happen is that that absolutely can work and that may be the long-term solution for clients but when they go two months and don't see any weight loss initially because they're learning some things sometimes they get so frustrated they just fall off or they give up right away and so kind of to hijack that what we do is we try to see results really quickly and once we get there then at the six month mark we can build to hey let's try not tracking your food let's try to intuitively uh because you know, that, that may be the long-term, 
that may be the long-term goal for people. So uh, seeing results early is really important. And then the other thing that, that starts to happen is we go down the road of we see early results, but results don't continue in that linear fashion. And so we also have to talk to people about not expecting progress to be linear because it really isn't linear in most things. And so uh, being okay with doing the work and maybe not seeing the result that week or that month, but knowing and trusting that the result will come, it just may not show up right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, So I think, you know, we've really summarized um, some really good uh, topics that you typically wouldn't think about when you first start uh, with nutrition coaching. And I, I really think that, you know, another big aspect and just to, to elaborate on what you said about, you know, getting people and helping people uh, get initial results is, you know, hiring a, a, a nutrition coach is not the norm in society. And so for a lot of people, that is a big uh, step out on a limb of, uh, okay, I, you know, this is something that I don't really know hardly anybody doing it. Now there's, we have, you know, it's kind of becoming the culture at Coyote. So more and more people are, are seeing that and they see the results other people getting. So it makes it easier. But you know, if you're not inside the walls of Coyote and you're just a typical person that goes to a gym or, you know, typically what people think when I need to get in shape is I'm going to join a gym and I'm going to start working out. And so hiring a nutrition coach is something that's completely foreign to them. And so when they start, they're, a lot of times very hesitant they're kind of tiptoeing into it and so showing them there was helping them get results immediately is something that's very important because if they don't see it after a few months they'll be like well you know i just hired this coach and i'm not really getting the results i thought i was going to get i thought i was going to have the body of my dreams in 90 days or less um and it's taking a lot longer than that and you know so setting that expectation that number one this is going to be a lifelong journey and process health and fitness is a lifelong pursuit it's not something where you re you reach a destination and all of a sudden, all right, I'm here, plant my flag and I can hang out here for the rest of my life. It's constant work. And you're, you know, you're, if you're not progressing, you're, you're regressing. And that's just how the human body is, but also helping people understand that if we start, we're going to be aggressive with it to start because we want to get you progress. So you can see that this is work. And then down the road, we can go into something that's a little bit more sustainable for the long term. And I think that all that is part of the journey. So all that stuff is really, really cool. Is there anything else that you, um, have picked up over the, the last few years that you think might help people or something that you um, really working with our newer coaches uh, with uh, when they start uh, doing nu- nutrition coaching? Yeah, I think I think one thing that we, we say often is that most people are way closer to the ideal diet than they think. Mm-hmm. Most people come into it and think there is something way off because they went through a drive through that week or they had dessert this weekend. Um, most people are actually just a couple small tweaks away from an ideal diet, an ideal diet that has balance. It has family. It's got, you know, celebrations. It has the fun foods that you enjoy. So that's one of the things that I think for me is, is encouraging, but also frustrating is that I think people beat themselves up over things they feel like are really, really bad, but in reality are part of kind of a normal routine. And so that's why I'm really passionate, even the more so that we start working with clients in having people track their food and learn how to see the breakdown of what they're eating because they're going to realize that they don't have to cut all these things that the TikTok influencer talks about. You don't have to have this really complex recipe 
of foods that are quote unquote healthy, those are awesome things and those are great resources. Uh, those are steps that come along the way that I think are, are a part of the process, but they're not the most important thing. The most important thing for people is realizing that there's a certain amount of food that is good. And if I can get the right amount, I'm going to take huge, huge leaps and bounds of progress early on. And then over time, I'm going to be able to try to come up with maybe one little thing that I'm going to add in that's going to be another step of health. And so I think we just get really overwhelmed with making big changes. And we really are just a few small changes away from great progress. And then let's give yourself some time uh, to develop even more habits and and try to advance um advance that goal to to another level but most people are a lot closer than than they think i've seen that so many times over the year and people are like 80 percent of the way there to realizing all their health and fitness goals you know they're coming to the gym four to five days a week consistently and it can be one or two really small tweaks to the diet. Maybe it's starting to add protein or maybe it's cutting down on alcohol or, you know, maybe it's just starting to track their food a little bit more consistently on the weekends and, um, cutting, cutting, you know, the eating out down a few times, but it's that last 10, 15% that can literally make all the difference in them being kind of maintaining their weight, you know, getting fitter, but not really losing the body fat they really want. Maybe their body fat goes down a little bit over the year. But in all of a sudden, the huge drastic change of, gosh, my body has changed so much in the last three months. Everybody's noticing it. And for most people, it's just like a 10% tweak. And that, that 10, but that 10% is everything for, for them. And so if we can help those people realize you're so much closer than you think you are, there's just a few small tweaks that are needed. Um, it's really cool to see when that light bulb finally switches and, and uh, people are able to all of a sudden, you know, make the progress they've been dreaming about for years, but just by making one or two really small tweaks. And so that's always such a fun thing. And we, you know, we, we do are, have been really, uh, you know, emphasize the before and after pictures and really starting to look at, show people the progress you've made and how much your body's changed in the last two, three, four, one year, six months, whatever it is. And seeing those consistently over and over and over again, and it, it's a great reminder for those people too. Look how far you've come. Look, look what you, you know, your body looked like when you started, and and look at it now. And people are always blown away. And you know, the comments a lot of times are, "I can't believe I look like that." How'd you? Why didn't you tell me I look like that? Or you know, and that's always funny when people say that. But you know, it's it's such a fun thing to see, and people so excited about it and feeling like they're in the best shape, literally the best shape of their life. And that's one of our goals is to help as many people as possible get in the best shape of their life. And, you know, what we've learned over 10 years at Coyote is that nutrition is the, the key for, for the majority of people and being able to do that. You know, some people are, you know, intuitively get the nutrition part of it or um, just make one or two small tweaks when they start um, and are able to do it. But, the majority of people that needs to be the focus. And if you can add the consistency of the gym to the nutrition piece piece, um, then, you know, the sky's the limit on what you can achieve. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Yeah. I, I think with exercise, with nutrition, with probably a lot of things in life, things are really hard at first until you see results. And when you start to see results, they become like joyful almost, you know, I think the, 
this sound, you know, people give me a hard time about this analogy because they're like, no, this sucks always. But I really think hard things exercise wise, when you lean into the things that are hard, once you start to see the results, then you want to lean into it even more because mm-hmm. you're like, this gives me the thing that I was achieve- wanting to achieve. This gives me the thing that makes me happy. This gives me the thing that makes me feel good. And so people lean into it. They love it. It's the same with food. I think that, you know, taking the extra time to prepare a meal or, um, you know, choosing not to go order the pizza, but let's just stick with our normal thing. When the results start to show up, recognize it, celebrate it, talk to somebody about it, tell your coach about it, because that celebration and that feedback loop really makes you almost enjoy it. I posted about this yesterday, but you know, for, for us, I think we really need to just make sure that we are um, setting our goals tangibly and when we achieve them to celebrate them. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefit in, in just recognizing when speaking it out loud that, Oh, that workout felt really good. I felt yeah. great during that workout. You know, Oh, I've been tracking my food. I'm down one pound of body fat this week. Things like that. Just talk about it. Um, it's encouraging to you. It's encouraging to other people. And when you learn something, just share it. I, over the last two years, I've tried to share something every day for free with people, um, not for some agenda or anything other than just, I learned this from this person. It may help five other people. Mm-hmm just going to share it. And I know you and I both have kind of been on that journey. So it goes for you too. You have a lot of experience. You can help someone else who's in your shoes uh, just by sharing that information and celebrating it. This concept of hard work is something that I'm slowly learning that hard work is a part of life and accepting that hard work is just, it's going to be a part of life for the rest of my life. And I think we're so tricked by society and that you're going to work hard and then you're going to retire and have it easy for the rest of your life. And this idea that hard work is just something that you do for a period of your life is ludicrous. Like in order for us to be the best versions of ourselves and feel the best and be in the best mental space, hard work has to be a part of our life. And you can look at anybody who's been successful in any area of life. Um, they don't just get there and then just stop and prop their feet up and that's that. No, they're going to continue to work hard in that area or they're going to find another area to work hard in. And that applies to in the gym. You don't get to the body of your dreams and then you can just prop your feet up and have it made. No, the hard work continues and um, hard work is fulfilling and rewarding and is human nature and humans were meant to work hard. And so um, if we can uh, adopt that concept of, yeah, this is hard, but this is what I was made for. This is part of my life and this is just you know, part of it, then you can change your, your view of what, um, what you expect out of life. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, things become so much more attainable. If you can just realize that hard work is something that is just going to be part of my life and I'm going to learn to love it. And, and that's going to be it. And I'm not, I'm never going to get to the point where I just lay on the couch all day and do nothing because I promise you the people who lay on their couch doing nothing, overall their life is way harder than you of uh, the person who works hard in the gym and works hard in their, in their kitchen. You know, the, the people who just kind of lay on the couch all day, do everything, they don't ever feel good. They're constantly having to, um, you know, take medication, go see the doctor, you know, all types, you know, it's a, it, it's, it makes their life so much harder by their day to day being quote unquote easy. Whereas if you want an easier quote unquote easier life with, um, stuff like that, the stress of that turned down, you got to put the hard work day in and day out. So I think that's a great concept to, to adopt. So, um, that was a great discussion. I think, I think that'll be really uh, helpful for a lot of people listening and hopefully you guys can learn, a th- uh, learn a thing or two and, uh, apply it to your own 
health and fitness journey, but let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Caleb. I didn't prepare you for this. We got the, uh, you know, we haven't really done, talked about the NFL much this year, except for you bragging about how you're on this ridiculously long streak of picking the right winner. So I'm going to put you on the spot and we have the AFC and NFC championship coming up. There's four teams left. When this episode comes out, there'll be two teams left. So everybody will immediately know whether you're right or wrong, but I want you to pick the winners for this weekend and then the winner for the Super Bowl. Uh, so this weekend, this you don't have to think about it. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be Bengals versus Eagles for the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I think here hot take. I think Joe Burrow is probably the coolest person on earth right now. <laughs> I agree. I, think I mean, I Tiger Woods took that for a long time. They're playing they, Burrow head this weekend. <laughs> Burrow, I saw that on the way here. Yeah, all the Bengals yeah. players are saying that. Um, I really hope that's the case. I, I really hope I'm not wrong about this, but uh, Joe Burrow's just, he's just cool. I think, you know, there's a lot of old videos that surface uh, interviews with him and he's just, I think he's very entertaining just to watch. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that he does a simple thing and it looks really cool and it looks, uh, it just looks better than everybody else. Uh, Tiger Woods was like that. Um, so I'm, I'm going for Joe Burrow. Uh, I really I don't have any strong feelings about the NFC at all, but I think the Eagles are probably gonna mm-hmm. the Eagles are probably the deepest team. Yeah. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Bengals. Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, Bengals versus Eagles. I uh, I'm I'm I hundred percent agree with you. I think Joe Burrow is a great example of someone who was not handed everything. Uh I think he walked on at Ohio State. I I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but I think he did. I know he wasn't starting there and then he, he was like a three star. Then he so. transferred to LSU and he didn't start until, you know, he started one year at LSU. So all that adversity he had to go through, I think, is one of the reasons he is the way he is because he has so much confidence in himself that he can overcome a lot of things. And, I mean, I saw some uh, post about the four quarterbacks starting, and all four of them, none of them were highly touted, none of them were highly recruited. And we see all these quarterbacks come out of high school, and they're told since they were in sixth grade how great they are, and then they hit a little adversity in college or in the pros, and they just fold. And, you know, I think there's something to be said uh, for people who had to work really hard. Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft this year. Jalen Hurts was benched at Alabama and had to transfer. Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes, he was not a very highly recruited guy. He wasn't drafted super high um, relative to the other guys in his class at, um, because of, you know, he'd gone to Texas Tech and all that type of stuff. But all of them have risen to the occasion. And, and so I think there's something to be said for that. And I think there's a reason why all of them are being successful. But, I agree with you. I could definitely see the Bengals winning, but I've been picking the Chiefs from almost the beginning of the season, so I'm going to stick with that. I think I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win in a rematch against the Bengals this year. Um, and but I, I I would love to see the Bengals there too. Either one of those teams I would love to see. And then I think the Eagles are going to win, just because I think eventually I think the Eagles are the best t- most talented team, and I think eventually when you have a rookie quarterback. Um, it, you have to pay the piper eventually, and I think it's going to be this week. Um, and so I'm pick the Eagles versus Chiefs, and I'll pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So that's my picks. Just a little bit different than yours, but it's going to be fun to watch. And you guys, if you're listening, you already know if we're who's right, who's wrong. If we're both wrong, uh, maybe the 49ers make it. Who knows? I don't know. It'll be fun to watch though. So uh, should be a fun weekend. Uh, we also have the Winter Classic coming up this weekend. So um, and this comes out. Everybody will have just completed it. So I hope you guys all had a very fun Winter Classic. Hope, uh, you know, it's the biggest winter classic we've ever had as far as participation. So 
Uh, hopefully things ran smoothly. I expect they will, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> it went and, great. Yeah, it, it went, went great, great, guys. And, it was uh, awesome. So you got anything to recommend before we wrap it up? Can I? Are we both going to recommend the same thing? Do we? Uh, did we both recommend The Last of Us? Uh, we haven't yet, but yeah, we can go ahead and recommend. Let's let's <laughs> double down on that. <laughs> We're going to double down on. Uh, there's only been two episodes so far. It's based off a, a TV show, and I mean a a uh, video game. And I had like I was like I'm done with. Uh, apocalyptic shows I'm tired of it I'm tired of the zombie thing it's been overdone I'm not going to watch this and then I saw the reviews for this were really good so we watched the first two episodes and it's awesome it's so well done it's very good it's a little bit different spin but it's still great and I I like the camera work I like the acting I like the way the story is told and you're kind of like you're only following a couple people's perspective, so you don't really know what's going on except for at the beginning. So, man, it's great. And uh, what's his name? Pablo. Is that what's the main actor's name? Is I it don't Pablo? know his last name, but he was. Uh, he's probably most known for Narcos. His role on Narcos, right? And The Mandalorian. He's The Mandalorian too. I never watched The Mandalorian. Oh, well, he's The Mandalorian. Narcos was before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think for me, this show. Again, I talk about this on the podcast a lot. Sarah and I really enjoy watching a TV show together. I love waking up in the morning and drinking coffee and while I'm doing just taking a shower and getting ready for the day I like listening to podcasts where they talk about the the show on a level that I didn't really realize in the depth that a lot of those like the extremely world-class um, directors and producers and actors the level to which they think about the stories uh, I don't naturally go there so it's really fun to do that um, and to listen to it because I learn a lot every time but uh, these the story is is really really intriguing um it's it's one of those shows i think that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat and i look over at sarah and she's like my heart rate is so (laughs) high right now and uh so those are it's a really fun thing to do together so i'd recommend it um pedro pascal that's his name yeah we're gonna get a ron swanson uh ron swanson in episode three is Is uh, showing up yeah and so episode three they're gonna introduce uh even more characters so you guys check it out catch up on it and uh and then Sunday nights at eight o'clock. The Last of Us. It's uh, really good on HBO and um, early early leader for best show of twenty twenty three so far. So um, highly recommend that. Um, we'll double down on that. We'll both recommend that show. Go watch it. You know we love our TV around here. So hope you guys have a good week, and we will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.